0: Blitz. Mahomes jumps in the air and completes it. Look
1: out! Afterburner time! Hardman to the end zone for the touchdown. Or down at two. Field goal makes it an eight-point game, but they don't want a field goal. And Burrow keeps it. Joe Burrow might be a Heisman moment right there if he hasn't produced enough of them. Welcome to
0: the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, Dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and of course, I got my guy, Greg Penman. Greg, what is good,
1: bro? What's good? Oh, man, first breakdown episode. Yeah, this is going to be good. This is a good, juicy one right here. We're be talking about all those guys you should be focusing on, uh, you know, people who can either really overvalue a quarterback or really undervalue one. So we're here to get you right in that sweet spot right there and get you some league winners.
0: Yes, sir. And, um, you know, like, again, the quarterback position, it could be a position that your league mates might value more than you do. You know, if you're playing a super flex league, then supply and demand, all the quarterbacks pretty much become valuable. So um, this is going to be a good breakdown. We're going to talk about some guys that you maybe maybe you will draft, some guys that maybe you you won't have a shot to draft, but also some guys that you can look at in those later rounds. So today we're going to discuss our we're going to discuss our top three quarterbacks. We're each going to reveal our own top eight quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through the sleepers. We're going to go through the bus, get the breakouts, and then we also added a new segment this year. Our rider dies. That one we'll get into a little bit later, but. Before we even get into that, Greg, let's just recap the top 12 in total points for the 2019 season for everyone real quick so we can refresh our memories of the season that was. Yep, yep. So at one, you know we had Lamar Jackson. Two was Dak Prescott. Three, Jameis Winston. Four was Russell Wilson. Five, Deshaun Watson. Six, Josh Allen. Seven, Kyler Murray. Eight, Patrick Mahomes. Nine, Carson Wentz. Ten, Aaron Rodgers. Eleven, Matt Ryan. And twelve, Tom Brady. Um, And... Now, going forward, we look towards the 2020 season. So, Greg, we both agree on this number one guy. It's got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Big trust,
1: baby. Big trust. Big trust. The 2019
0: NFL MVP Lamar Jackson completed 66.1% of his passes on 401 attempts, uh, 3,127 yards, 36 touchdowns to just six INTs. But the best part about fantasy owners was... The, the best part that Francio was appreciated the most, this guy ran the ball 176 times, 1,206 yards, seven touchdowns. Greg, dig Ooh. this, bro. Just based off the QB scoring alone, Lamar was the QB 13. If you take the rushing output alone, he would have been the RB 20. You got all that in one player.
1: Crazy, bro. He's better than your favorite running back, man. Better than your favorite <laughs> running back. <laughs>
0: and I think the... Yo, honestly, I've said this to you before. I said it to you last year. I think Lamar should be a, I think he, he should be a first-round pick based on what he brings to the table. This is a guy that finished the, as a top-12 quarterback. Greg, dig this. 93% of the time. Yeah. 93% of the time he was a top-12 quarterback. That is a strong advantage over the competition.
1: Yep, absolutely. Every week he's going to be a guaranteed one of the top three guys in fantasy. He's, again, had 1,213 rushing yards last year. That was, you know— Basically, that was RB5 last year if you just put rushing yards. So he just brings such two dynamic elements to the game. And his completion percentage numbers were just average at last year. And then you expect that to improve, especially the deep ball when he's brown there. Uh, it's just also room to improve, which is scary, thinking about what he can do. Uh, and, and I can see what he can do this year, 400 points, 421 fantasy points total. I can't, you know... I, I think he's going to get that again this year. 400 is a good number for him. I see that happening again. Yeah, I mean there's
0: there's there's obviously going to be regression in the touchdown passing department. He had a 9% touchdown rate, so that's unlikely to repeat. But the one thing I think I think we see two things potentially go up. Um I think we can see his pass attempts go up because last year the Ravens were obviously 14 and 2. I think they're going to be a good team. I uh, have them winning winning the uh winning the AFC North uh being one of the top teams in the in the AFC with the Chiefs. So but you know, I don't think they're gonna be fourteen and two good where they're gonna have this crazy game script where they can just basically take the air out of the ball before the like by the third quarter. There was times where Lamar wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter. Right. You know, I think I think if you count week seventeen and then did all this some of the quarters games. that he missed, <laughs> he, he basically had missed like two games. Yeah, and um, an entire
1: going where he sat as well the last game of the season. Exactly. Crazy
0: so um and the other number I think that we could see go up is the touch, the rushing touchdowns because he had 1,206 yards, but just seven rushing touchdowns. Like yep. we know yards correlate to touchdowns. Um, and so I think, you know, Lamar could positively regress in that way too. So I think, you know, his ADP right now, uh, where, depending on where you look, it's in the second round. I've never believed in taking quarterback that early, but I think Lamar is something like unlike we've ever seen before, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You talk about those numbers that improve. Like I think, yeah, I look at the completion percentage numbers. Those numbers I think are going to improve, and that should help him as well with uh, all that stuff. How, yeah, adding m- JK how Diamond, much? Devin Dubin-Ray. Sorry,
0: I just yeah. Uh, the sixty-six point one percentage completion percentage. How much do you think that's going to go up?
1: Oh, as far as the the ones that on the deep balls were pretty low, and on okay play, the on deep, ball completion, yeah. got deep it. ball completion got percentage, deep ball completion percentage, play action completion percentage were kind of low or uh, average numbers, so I think with him, those will go up uh, in, in those type of plays, especially with the talent they added around him.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Especially, yeah, in Marquise Brown, he wasn't completely healthy last year, as you, I, you and I have talked about before. Yep. So, you know, maybe that, that'll that add some weapons. Also, they added Devin Duvernay, yep. who's a speedster out of Texas. So, yeah, um, number two guy, man, you know, there's not much that needs to be said, right? It's, it's your um, guy, bro, Patrick batty. Mahomes, man. The half-a-billion-dollar man uh obviously he missed some games last year that's why he you know m- m- mainly reason why he fell down to qb qb8 and points uh total points but yep. the super bowl mvp came back strong from the dislocated kneecap that he suffered um yeah man you got anything else to talk about patrick Mahomes? i know this is your guy i don't want to take away your shine right now
1: oh man this is this is patty man fresh off the decade-long deal uh, i mean if you restarted this episode like half of the times I'll say Patty's number one half of the times I'll say Lamar's number one this guy's gonna be (laughs) killing he averaged you said it 20 he averaged 20.9 fantasy points per game that's still a really good number um what he did Mm -hmm. in a banged up season uh he was just you know that's six best among QBs uh started only 14 games Uh, he's in one of the most potent offenses in the NFL Uh, and you got in the AFC, where the number one seed is just as important, now even more important, uh, they're going to go hard. They're going to you know score the ball. Uh, you know, as far as his attempts should go up this year, his red zone attempts and deep ball attempts should both go up and be in those top you know two or one category like it was in 2018. So I see no reason why he shouldn't be uh, close to that almost 400 point uh, fantasy point mark. What he what he got in 2018.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously twenty eighteen he threw fifty touchdown passes. I don't know if he'll throw fifty. I'm not I'm not gonna bet against this man. I I, I learned my lesson. I'll never <laughs> like this man is that good. Um, you know, so he'll he'll throw touchdowns, you know, yeah, yeah, so 26 I don't have year, him. So twenty six last yeah. year. I think I've got him down for thirty four thirty five, something like that. Um, which is still a really good number. Yep. Um so you know, I'm not gonna have many Pat Mahomes just because inherently I just can't draft a, a quarterback that high that, that's um i mean obviously he's mobile but he's not like lamar jackson mobile no
1: no not at all uh,
0: i will have let's put it this way i will have some lamar jackson shares i already do have some lamar jackson shares even at his adp um but i have i i doubt that i'll have any patrick mahomes unless it's super flex
1: yeah super flex uh, i think i would probably go third round again for him if uh that's probably the highest i will go But yeah. Superflex? Superflex, yo, yeah, I'm taking him higher than that, definitely. Oh, yeah. The moment moment Lamar goes (laughs) in the Superflex, the next person will probably take Pat Mahomes. Like, that's definitely what's going on. The first
0: person might even take Mahomes, honestly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like like you said, (laughs) we record this episode, if we recorded this episode 10 times, you'd probably pick Lamar 10 times, or five times, you'd pick Patty five times. Absolutely. That's that's what's going on out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the moment one goes, the other one's going to go. These guys are both very prolific. Uh, and, you know, these guys are going to, for years to come, just be that one and two we hope to see.
0: Yeah, man, most definitely. Um, next up, we got we got to discuss our QB threes because, Greg, oh, yeah. we, I think we, we have a difference of opinion on this one. So why don't you go first, man?
1: Oh, man, you know, I, I'm a fellow Giants fan, but, you know, I, I give credit when credit is due. This man, Dak Prescott, is my number three quarterback of the fantasy f- year for 2020. Uh, let's talk about my man Dak right now. My man finished, you know, QB two. Uh, and half one PPR, as you listed before. Uh, Dallas' win total, 9.5. So the Cowboys, you know, be very competitive in almost every game. They're going to have to rely on that arm a lot again this season. Last year, 10 of the 16 games, he finished as a top-10 QB. You talked about Lamar being in that top, uh, you know, 1% every week. Dak was second. Well, only Lamar finished with more games as far as being a top-10 QB. So last season, Dak had, you know, top-5 in deep ball, throwing metrics, he, you know, he was top five as far as deep ball attempts, top five as far as completion percentage in the deep ball category. And, you know, Dallas, you would think they lose Jason Garrett. Maybe they'll change the identity. Nah, nah, nah. They go and get that brand new car. They go and get CeeDee Lamb, who was top five in deep ball touchdowns last year in college, uh, plays over, you know, 35 yards, touchdowns like that. So, you know, CeeDee Lamb's going to be just adding to that with the weapons they already have. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Blake Jarwin should help him out in the red zone. He's this man. Blake Jarwin averages 11.6 reception uh, yards per reception in his career. That's crazy. That's a pretty good number. I think with the opportunity and his playing time going up, that should help Dak a lot in the red zone. So right there, that should help him as far as his p- passing touchdown numbers. You know, being top five last year, and also he has you know top ten in rushing. He provides that floor, getting you about 200 rushing yards. So. He'll get in the end zone sometimes. And just like with all the weapons around him, I see no reason why Dak should be top as far as all those categories again this year.
0: Yeah, man, I I do like Dak Prescott. You know, don't hear what I'm not saying. I've got him as the QB four for me, but this next guy, I just I'm not gonna bet against him, man. And that's Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, super. Uh, and that's right, even without DeAndre Hopkins, I still think Deshaun is a top fantasy quarterback or top fantasy option at the position. On a points per game basis, he finishes the QB two having sat out week seventeen. I have him as a close QB three right behind Patrick Mahomes, but well behind Lamar Jackson. I think Watson will have to play a little bit more hero ball this year. I'm projecting him to finish third in the division, and my model is projecting him to hit the under of the seven and a half point uh, game set by Vegas. So there's potential here for Deshaun to come to be in comeback mode. And when it comes down to it, this man just makes plays. The guy in 38 career games has only lost four of them by more than seven points. Mm. He's like Russell Wilson with guaranteed passing volume. And guess what? He has to he has to play strong competition this year with the Ravens and the Chiefs. He's got Will Fuller. He's got Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb. Also, my dynasty sleeper, Isaiah Coulter. Uh, Fuller and Cooks specifically run deeper routes than what Hopkins had been running. So I'm projecting him to hit a career high in passing yards. Uh, also, don't forget, your guy... David Johnson, he's been prolific in his career as a receiver out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So I think things are set up here perfectly for Deshaun to continue to dominate in fantasy football.
1: Yeah, to- I totally like that as well at three. I think Dak is, he's right at my four, if you want to talk about that. So it just a vice versa. Uh, I had him at three, la- I mean, in the top, you know, couple categories last year. As far as quarterbacks coming into the year, this man is Superman. So he, the man, almost lost his eye and scored a touchdown on the play, game-winning touchdown. Never forget that moment. <laughs> this man is, is amazing.
0: This dude is feeling to see if his eyeball is there, or. and it's like, okay, we're good. Throw touchdown pass. <laughs> yep, let's go to win the game. Let's go. Like it's crazy. All right, man. So we are. So everyone knows we we each got Lamar and Patrick Mahomes at two. Uh, I've got the at three. You've got Dak at four. Uh, I've got Dak at four. You've got Deshaun at four. Who's your five? Uh, who's your five to eight, Greg? All
1: right. So you know, at five, uh, I think it's you know pretty pretty easy. I got my man Russell Wilson. You got. I think you got to have him there as far as being in one of the most efficient quarterbacks to ever play this game. Honestly, uh, the what he does uh, on on and off the field and with his legs, uh, just safe running back. He's going to be on the field. The Seahawks are always in competitive high shootout games every year. So. I like Russell Wilson there. I got Kyler Murray at six. Then I got Matthew Stafford at seven. I got my man Oof. Danny Dimes at eight. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Matt Ryan Oof. and then yeah, Danny Dimes at eight. Yeah, I was going about to go to nine and ten, but I, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Yeah.
0: Danny Dimes at eight. Yeah, oh man, yeah, I might yeah, have a yeah. heart attack that, on that just this show. Previews,
1: that just previews the 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 rest oh, of the show, kind of.
0: Snap. Oh man, I'm. Can we take a break? <laughs> 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 Nah, but I I got Kyler Murray at five. I got Russell Wilson at six. I got Josh Allen at seven, and then I got Tom Brady at eight.
1: Mm, yeah, I was gonna have uh, Tom Brady at eight, and then yeah, it's bumped up Danny Jones maybe one spot and gave you yeah, gave uh, Danny Jones Danny Dimes the the nod. Oof, Oops. yo man, oh man, yeah, it's hot, it's hot, it's All hot, right. <laughs> it's
0: hot. <laughs> yeah, let's go, let's go into these QB busts, man. Who you got for the bust of the year, bro? I got one. This is never one that we want to give out, you know. I and know. I think we should preface it by saying we don't think the person that we're we're putting out there is a bad player. We just think that they're being over drafted based on their average draft
1: position, and that's simply it. I'm so happy you said that because oof, I got I got my man Aaron Rodgers there, man. I'm t- I got to do it. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, man. Aaron Rodgers right now, his price—he's—he's he's drafted as QB nine right now in the seventh round. You, seventh round. I can't. His price is just very troubling for me. You're telling me I can't take a guy. These are guys going to seventh round, like running backs and wide receivers. You got Damien Williams going to seventh round. You got Ronald Jones going to seventh round. Cream Hunt, your boy Jonathan Taylor. You got you know Brandon Cooks. Guys like that, I, there's no way I'm going to look at those guys and go to Aaron Rodgers and say, I'm going to take him, <laughs> who finished QB 10 last year as far as total points, but he finished QB 20th or worst in nine of the 16 games. He was very inconsistent last year. Um, I'm not paying that 7 round price for him, as I repeated. Uh, you know, there will be the top five weeks, but um, you, well, you want to take that and then the inconsistency throughout the rest of the season like it did last year. Um, you talk about maybe there's room for improvement. I don't know, man. There's they didn't add any receivers. Uh, at Best a very risky Devin Funches who doesn't play. I'm sleeping on. I'm still sleeping on him. His completion percentage numbers were mediocre last season. Uh, Matt Lafleur is still there as well, and he you know he had a low as far as a drop off as far as pass attempts and a drop off as far as yards. Uh, I think the chemistry between them you know they're not lovey dovey. He they literally got quarterback in the first round. Added no receivers. Uh, I, I can't see me paying the price for Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, man, I, I can totally get behind that. I, uh, you know, just life is, life comes full circle, man. I got, you know, almost massacred for calling for saying he wasn't a QB1 anymore week this two last true. year. But <laughs> it all comes full circle. But Aaron Rodgers, man, I I, I, I got to get behind that. I just, you know, I can't pay that price. But um, my bust, I hate to do it to him, man. I, I, I doing it to him two years in a row, but I'm picking Baker Mayfield.
1: Um, in you. Dynasty,
0: oh, I, st- I still I still like Baker a lot. Again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I like Baker a lot. It's just I looked at the list and I looked at my rankings and I'm like, who? Where's where's the biggest discrepancy? Mm-hmm. Right? Baker Mayfield is going off the board as QB 13. Yep. QB 13. I've got Baker down as QB 28. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I just I'm not doing it. Right? Like he's going ahead of guys like Tom Brady, going ahead of guys like Matt Stafford, or even Cam Newton. Yep. With Stefanski coming into town, uh, head coach Kevin Stefanski, who was previously with Minnesota as the offensive coordinator, I'm expecting him to throw a lot less than he did last year. Um, Again, don't hear what I'm not saying. I like Baker as a player. I think his situation is better this year, but he's done nothing to this point to warrant this current price. So, yeah, that's a strong no for me, dog.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The the price is still there. I'm I'm still taking a couple guys uh, over Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you, you hit it on a nod right there.
0: All right, man. Let's go to that sleeper position. That guy's the guy that's everybody's sleeping on. Is you know like his his price is too low. But if you if you can get this guy in the late round, he might help you out. Oh
1: man, it, it's tough for me. I, I had to for. Uh, I mean, i you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm list two names. You know, one definitely this this man Ben Roethlisberger. Man, this is Big Ben. Mm. He's going as QB18 mm. right now in the 12th mm. round. That is insane. You know, just you know, it warranted his health. Uh, is always going to mm-hmm. be a huge factor every year, but if you just look at 2018, this man finished as a top fantasy quarterback, an elite fantasy quarterback. Finished QB3 in fantasy points per game. He was top in attempts, top in passing yards, fourth in red zone attempts. My man had 34 passing touchdowns. See, he, he was a elite passing quarterback. Uh, they got a uh, very potent offense. I see no reason why he can't almost, you know, get to that number and mimic those types of rankings this year. As far as, you know, they have Juju, they have Deontay Johnson, they have the pieces there, have Chase Claypool, a talented wide receiver that they drafted. Uh, you know, all the weapons are there, except AB, who he had in that 2018 season. But, you know, Ben has proved he's able to play uh, without him and put up good numbers without him. So I'm not worried about that. I'll, take Big Ben every day, especially in Superflex League. I'm taking Big Ben, uh, especially the be, uh, second quarterback of potential. Potential to up top five numbers. Him and Matt Stafford are, you know, those guys that I health, – we'll hold them back. But if not, if you give me a full uh, 14 to 16 games for them, that's, you know, top five potential right there.
0: Yeah, man, I, I actually really do like that. I think Ben Roethlisberger, um, you know, he, he's, he's, in, he's due for a bounce-back season right now. The, the Steelers as a whole are getting slept on. Yep. Um, and you know, if you look at all their players, they're all, they're all pretty cheap. Um, and so, you know, you get a, you get a guy, big Ben coming back who, who's been prolific in his career. Again, like you said, the injuries, man, that's the thing that scares me. Like in a one quarterback league, I just can't go with him because, I remember having to like, I remember never wanting to draft him because I'm like, Oh, he's just going to get hurt. Right. And I drafted him. And the worst part about him is that when he gets hurt, it's always like two or three weeks in the beginning of the season, <laughs> like, or middle of the season, like before bye weeks hit. Weird. So like, you have to carry, you can't drop him necessarily. Cause you're like, Oh, but he's a top eight quarterback when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just never want to put myself through that dilemma, but I think this is a great call. Ben, Ben Robinsberger for a bounce back. Um, You said you had a second guy?
1: Well, yeah, Matt, Stafford, as far as, like... Oh, Stafford was a second guy. guy. I I honestly feel more comfortable taking Stafford. uh, Just, you know, finished with 21.4 fantasy points per game last year. That's QB4. This man, you know, as far as average attempts per game and deep ball attempts per game, he was money Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Got Kenny Galladay still. Got Marvin Jones. Mm -hmm. Only played eight games, but if you give him, again, 14 to 16... Uh, I think Matt Stafford, and he's a he's a soldier. So uh, Matt Stafford, uh, it takes a lot for him to miss a game. So you know, his basically his back yeah. was separated. So uh, I think this yeah. year he, he should play more games and be good for the Detroit Lions. Yeah,
0: no, I, I like I like the, the Stafford one a lot as well. Yeah. Um, Mike sleeper, I had originally put down Tom Brady, but then I looked at different ADPs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on fantasy football calculator, he's QB fifteen. He's my QB eight. Like I said, so if you see. Tom Brady getting slept on in your home league, then go ahead and grab him. Yep. Um, but yep. then I had to go with this next guy because this is just his ADP is disrespectful no matter where. Oh I yeah, look. I already know. Um, I already know you from. You already know <laughs> it's got to be Cam Newton, yes, sir. man. <laughs> yes, Depending sir. on where you get the ADP, he's going off the board between QB seventeen, and QB twenty one. He's going in the thirteenth, fourteenth round of some drafts. And like we discussed, uh, you know, when we discussed Cam going to the Pats, I, I said I have him beside my top twelve. That is still true. I've got him at QB11. Outside of last year, where Cam, he obviously missed two games, or he only played two games, Uh, Cam has never finished worse than QB16. This is a guy who, since 2011, has finished inside the top five, five times in a season. He's going to a Pats offense with OC Josh McDaniels, who's cooking up some stuff for him as we speak. The guy was excited to draft Tim Tebow in the first round while he was the head coach in Denver. Imagine how excited he is to get his hands on a player like Cam. I think the Pats were were trying to, were trying going to a, try to adapt to a ball-control style of offense to complement their strong defense, even if Jarrett Stidham was the quarterback. But this team fits Cam so perfectly when you consider the different personnel packages that the Patriots like to use. They also drafted two tight ends in the third round, which I think is huge to this plan. Defenses often don't know how to defend tight ends. And so when it becomes even harder when teams line up with two of them, because depending on if they want to stay in base or come out of nickel, that allows the offense to have an advantage. And with cam, you can literally run out of any formation and defenses need to respect that. I think bill Belichick saw what mobile quarterbacks were doing to his, t- his football team. And he decided he needed to join the party. So yeah, I think it's, just, I think we see a strong finish for cam this year. And I think he's a value at, he's a great value at his current price.
1: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think I just didn't want to choose it. Cause I was just lobbing that for you. You know, that that's, that's a layup right there. Oh, uh, my man. Yeah. If you Cam.
0: alley, I'm a oop every time. Oh bro. yeah. Yeah.
1: Cam, I, <laughs> I would love to do that. He's also a great basketball player. So he's just a natural freak athlete. And you're telling me um, I could either take Cam Newton or a defense. Like I'm taking Cam Newton every time. So that's, that's what Yeah, man. I was in a
0: draft the other day. I got Dak Prescott as my first quarterback and it was just late, like really late. And Cam mm-hmm. was just sitting here and I was like, I guess I'll take Cam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Um, all right, man. Let's let's get to that to the part that we know everybody wants to know, man. That QB breakout, brother. What do you got, man?
1: Oh yeah, I think I uh, kind of already put it out oh, there. Oh yeah, as we far are. Well, we know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, not only just uh, a homer pick. This is, uh, I think, a really a strong pick for me. Uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes. This man average his ADP right now is actually going up from I think the last time we spoke. Is QB thirteen right now? Uh, ninth round. Um, so his stock is rising. I think he should be. Uh, valued, uh, you know, pretty highly this year as far as what he did last year in 13 games. You know, he finished as the season. It's QB 23. That's right above that QB 2 line. So right away, he's perfect for two cute quarterback leagues and uh, super flex leagues. Um, if you want to just go check out, actually, uh, Matthew Barry's 100 Facts. This is a good morning briefing kind of to go into the 2020 season. But this man, uh, you know, had 18 fumbles last year. That's a very troublesome number. You just talk about how, if that improves, that's an extra possibly 18. He won't, you know, get zero fumbles this year, but he'll a possible 18, 15, 18 extra possessions that you give Danny Dimes this year. That could lead to more yards and more touchdowns. The Giants were seventh in team pass plays per game this last year, uh, and Jones has a nice rushing floor. You know, he finished seventh among the QBs in rushing yards last year. Uh, so that that's pretty nice for him. And just talk about the roster that they have around him and that they've never played a full snap as far as healthy together. Saquon Barkley, arguably the most talented running back in the league. You added him with Danny Jones. You got Sterling Shepard and Golding Tate, both really good possession receivers, adding them both to healthy Danny, you know Danny Dimes. Evan Ingram, who averaged 8.5 targets in his eight games last year and was tied in nine for those games that he was in as far as fantasy points per game. This man, Evan Ingram, has top 10 tight end potential. You add him to help him out in the red zone add as far as getting down the field and Darius Slayton to add that deep ball I was going to say, you better, you better on, add man. that. You better talk hey, of about course, that, man. Of course, Darius Slayton <laughs> There's so many weapons, man. Spin his top 20 in deep ball targets and should have that second-year improvement as far as getting, you know, as far as a second-year receiver. I, I like this. His completion percentage in the red zone should go up and his deep ball percentage in the red zone should go up as they were both bottom five last year. I think there's a lot of room for improvement for Danny Dimes, which means there's a lot of points to be gaining. This man last year finished uh, the season with a couple of QB1 performances as far as uh, ranking. He finished QB1 or QB2 as far as the ranks uh, and putting up high numbers in high shootout games, which I expect again this year. The Giants' win total is 6 uh, they could be playing behind in a lot of games this year. And, you know, I, as far as, you know, Saquon running the ball, he's also a great receiver. So his, his reception number is going to go up as well. And that just helps out Danny Dimes, man. It's just uh, everything as far as regression and just talent-wise, I think it should help out Danny Dimes to have a breakout year.
0: Yeah, man, I think this is a great call. Um, I know you, I've got him I've got him down in the QB 14 to QB 16 range. Yep, that's where he's being um, drafted. But... Th- I think his ceiling is what you talked about with that QB eight or potentially even higher uh, because he does have that rushing floor and they added the left tackle Andrew Thomas who I think was the best left tackle in the draft so that should help the the, you know the blind side fumbles because Brett Coleman did a a really good video breakdown of Daniel Jones and like he said he's Daniel Jones is almost oblivious to that pressure which could be a good thing or a bad thing you know because he's not really affected by it when he's throwing the ball down the field but if he doesn't know it's there, then that's what leads to those fumbles sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the left tackle, the offensive line situation should definitely be much better. My QB breakout, man, I'm going with the trifecta. That's right. Joe Burrow, Ooh. the Heisman Trophy winner, turned national champion, turned number one overall oh, wow. pick, finds himself as the rookie starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, if you've been listening to us since prior to the NFL drafting, you've witnessed me firsthand doing this complete 180 that i'm doing here because back before the draft i was weary of burrow's potential year one impact but the more i thought about it the more it just makes sense to me man i think burrow fits into this Bengals offense perfectly this is the guy who in the last his last season at lsu threw for 60 touchdowns and over 5600 yards lsu consistently ran 11 personnel so that's one running back one tight end three wide receivers and they got all five eligible receivers out into the route uh you think about you know thad moss uh Clyde Edwards, Hilario out of the backfield, and obviously Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and uh, Terrence Terrence Marshall as the receivers. But Zach Taylor, the head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, he comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree. His first year as the Bengals OC and offensive play caller, he ran 11 personnel league high 67% of the time well above the league average. This was also a Bengals team that called pass on 63% of their plays in neutral game script, or one-score games, which was the third highest rate in the league. The Bengals are also getting their first-round pick from last year back, Jonah Williams, who suffered uh, who missed last year with a shoulder injury, and he should provide a huge boost at the offensive tackle position for Burrow. And, Greg, I know you're not a fan of A.J. Green, but you know what? Joe Burrow is a fan of A.J. Green. He hmm. specifically told the Bengals that he would like them to bring aj green back before they even drafted him Mm. so here he is as his number one weapon barring injury because we know that's the only question it's not talent about aj green it's whether he'll stay healthy but i think that's a plus for joe burrow and then burrow in each of his last two years and this is the part where i think you know he provides value each of the last two years he ran for more than 360 yards and he also scored a combined 12 rushing touchdowns at LSU in those two years. So I expect that part of his game to translate to the NFL. Burrow's a 90th percentile prospect in my quarterback prospect model. He grades out similarly to guys like Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield. And we obviously saw what those guys were able to do in year one as fantasy assets. And according to Warren Sharp's strength of schedule, the Bengals are slated to face the NFL's 8th easiest slate of pass defenses all season. And we've even talked, we haven't even talked about the kid. He's got swag, he's got confidence, he's got that it factor. (laughs) Like, I know Joe Bro is most definitely listening to this podcast right now because he's a huge fan of us and our work. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to Joe. And this might make make him a little upset, so maybe you might want to tune this part out. But Kevin Falk, who went to LSU, also played with the Patriots in the early 2000s and was teammates with then-quarterback Tom Brady. Well, he said, and I quote, this kid is Tom Brady, end quote. If and if he me- he meant it in terms of his work ethic, his practice habits, and this look, the kid the stories on this kid are endless and I could go on all day. But yeah, give me Joe Burrow. If I'm picking later in the draft and I need a quarterback, I'm in trouble cuz my league mates were decided one quarterback lead. They need the th- they really couldn't leave without their third string quarterback. Well, give me Joe Burrow. Give me the trifecta, man.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot, especially for Superflex leagues. He's definitely going to be in a couple of those in my in my radar for sure. Joe Burrow, yeah, Burrow. Just talk about the yeah, the talent. You talk about AJ Green, who's a you know getting a, becoming a very popular wide receiver sleeper right now. And Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is this is Joe Burrow time. You know.
0: Yeah, man. So now we gotta we gotta go to the, the the next segment, the new segment. Greg, are you ready for this one? Hold on. Wait.
1: We ride together. Yeah. We die together.
0: We gotta drop for it. The rider dies. You know what it is. Yes, I mean, sir. look, man. This is this is just right here. This is an opportunity for us to talk about a guy that is. Doesn't matter where they're going. They could be the first pick in the draft or the last pick in the draft. But they're a guy that, you know, maybe the numbers back it up. Maybe they don't. But we just believe in them, and we're willing to to roster them on our fantasy leagues and so that they can help us win games. So, Greg, who's your ride or die, man?
1: Yeah, man. I, I think the passion. You heard it in my voice for when I had my breakout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be Danny Dimes. It's got to be Daniel Jones. He's one, I am a Giants fan, so that automatically makes him the QB of New York. <laughs> you know, you know, just, uh, just my man, Daniel Jones. Oof. Like, you know, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold. You know, I, I love those guys, but, you know, the official QB of New York, the big blue Danny Dimes man, He's the face. He's going to get the most advertising. He's going to get all that. That's This is the guy right here. You know, he's going to be using his legs. He's going to be using his talent just as far as he improves uh, i think he he wants to get better he wants to be great and i think that i like that about him which means i, I know he's going to improve as far as those turnovers and fumbles and interceptions and just you know being a smarter player in general uh he he's deadly uh he, you know he has he plays with no fear um, so i think he just it's gonna be a great quarterback. I'm riding with him. I'm putting my money, in my mom out for this. I'm definitely taking him in the leagues this year. And you know, he uh, yeah, we're gonna to ride together and we're gonna to thrive together. That's all <laughs> I gotta <to> say. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Look, man, I got to be completely honest with you guys, be 100% transparent. I made up this segment so I could talk about my next guy, Sam Darnold, man. I had to, brother. I had to do it. (laughs) Since since May, when I started working on my projections, I realized it was going to take a big leap by Darnold to even have some sort of fantasy value. So I dug into the numbers, man. On a points-per-game basis, Darnold finished 24th at the position in 2019, right? Obviously, everyone remembers the mono and the ghost game, but Darnold suffered from other issues as well. He had, a, he had a toenail removed after the infamous ghost game. He sprained his thumb the following week against Jacksonville, which required off-season surgery. He also went, to, went on to suffer bruised ribs and a sore knee later in the season. Simply put, the man was beat up. And according to PFF, Darnold was pressured on the largest percentage of his dropbacks in the league, 41.9%. But Darnold also faced the 12th most pressures in the league in the entire NFL, although he missed three games. Through all of this, however, Darnold was 15th in adjusted completion percentage in these situations, ahead of guys like Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Darnold also tied with Lamar Jackson for the most touchdown passes in these situations with 10. So naturally, given all the pressure he faced, Darnold was dead last in clean pocket percentage, but in those situations, he was 6th in adjusted completion percentage, so markedly better. So all this said, why am I even talking about Sam Darnold right now? Well, we, we covered everything he dealt with and everything he went through last year, but through all of that, he still finishes a top 12 quarterback more than 30% of the time. That's the same percentage of the time as your breakout candidate, Daniel Jones, finishing in the top 10 four times. Darnold currently going off the board is the QB 29. And guys, that's the floor. I would argue that's the absolute worst that he, would, that he should finish. And when you consider how quickly he came back from mono, there's no telling that he was even where he was from a conditioning and overall health standpoint. And if you look at his last eight games from week 10 to week 17, darn was actually the QB 11 on point in points per game. So now, when you consider the upgrades that they've made on the offensive line, they drafted left tackle Makai Becton, who, if you've seen his highlights, yes, there's an offensive lineman who has highlights. He should impact the run game right away he should also add talent to a, a, a to a position that sorely needs a player of his caliber they also added center connor mcgovern who's the fifth highest graded pass blocking uh, pff grade at the center position in the nfl they've also made additions at guard and tackle or uh, right tackle so we're looking at a, an entirely upgraded offensive line unit which should lead to less pressure for sam darnold and if this he can even be if they can even be average i see darnold taking the necessary leap He's been working out every day, like literally every single day. His trainer, Jordan Palmer, who trains a lot of young quarterbacks in the league, including Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, says that Darnold has not missed a workout for any reason since the end of the season, and he's even gotten guys together in Miami to work out. They added Denzel Mims in the second round, who I thought should have gone in the first. He should provide a red zone presence for Sam Darnold, something that he hasn't had. He's also getting Chris Herndon back, who played just 12 snaps last year between Mm -hmm. suspension and injury. The two had great chemistry as rookies together. Chris Herndon, we talk about Noah Fant and George Kittle on that list of rookie tight ends to have 500 yards. You know who's also on that list? Chris Herndon. And this guy gets him back in year three. Those two had um, obviously great chemistry, like I said. And then obviously he has his top target in Jamison Crowder. So additionally... you. This is new. I added this part today because, obviously, the Jamal Adams trade happened yesterday. So, additionally, you add the trade of Jamal Adams to the equation. This defense should be worse, which means Darnold has to have – he has to play more catch-up. All in all, I'm riding with this man. Um, But unless you play in two quarterback leagues, there's no reason for you to do it. But I'm just saying – I'm going to draft this guy two quarterback leagues. I'm going to draft him. Uh, I'm going to be picking him up during during the season, during bye weeks, and I'll be playing some DFS. And, of course, I got my dynasty shares. But, but Sam Darnold, that's my ride or die.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Talk about, as far as DFS, his, his price is going to be cheap every week. And if you talk about the outlook there, I think, you know, uh, the value there is going to be great for him in a lot of weeks in DFS. And, yeah, two quarterback leagues. Um, yeah, he he's has a lot of talent. This man was on. He wasn't hurt last year. He just got mono. And, you know, I feel like w- without that, you know, he, he should, his number should be up to par with what his talent is. So, yeah, I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Yo, we ran through that really quick, bro. We did. Like, we did. We, could, all right. All right. Oh, how about wait, this? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we,
1: what's, up, we, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? make that uh, that Danny Dimes, Sam Donald season long though. That's
0: season long bet. Oh no, nah, there's no way I'm making that bet cuz I got <laughs> Sam Darnold. I got I got Josh Allen or Josh Allen. Daniel Jones up at QB16. I got Sam Darnold down at QB25. Like mm. there's no way I'm make there's no all way right, I'm no, making no, that right. bet. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: try. I'm going to keep trying over
0: right here. <laughs> oh yeah, nah, catch me at midseason, bro. All right, bet, bet, bet. Um but there's some guys that we could talk about too as well. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew, somebody that I think has a lot of um, potential. Absolutely, he's he's going late as well. I've got him at QB 19. Uh, the thing that that uh, Gardner Minshew about him that I like um, is he ran the ball a lot last year. I think mm-hmm. that part is unforgotten, or is I think that part is 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 widely forgotten is how much he ran the ball last year. Um. You know, Jacksonville, they're projected to have the worst record in the NFL. So, you know, you know maybe he he might be facing, you know, some terrible game script that way. But, um, you know, I think that he showed us enough last year where he's going to at least be stream worthy at points during the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fuck about a guy yeah, that's gone undrafted. He's yeah, going to give you good values and good weeks. Jay Gruden, when he comes to teams. Definitely improves the quarterback as far as stats and statistics. Uh, His offenses are usually very good. I trust him as an OC and, you know, just as a a person that's going to be working with Gardner. And, you know, you got DJ Shark there, got DZ Wexbrook. He still has weapons there. So, um, I like it. And Leonard for catching out the backfield as well.
0: Yeah, man. And then, so, I guess my one question I do have is, so, we we, we walked through the top 12, right? Yep, yep uh Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, James Winston, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, or Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. Of all those guys, who's the most likely to drop out of this category?
1: Oh, far as far as my answer, Aaron Rodgers. I think. Yeah, I know. I figured yeah, that yeah. one was coming. Uh, I
0: mean, obviously, we're counting out James Winston. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's
1: right <laughs> You're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think I would have to lean Rodgers as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I do think that there's maybe some potential for him to positively regress because they didn't have a, you know, he missed Devontae Adams for a big chunk of that season. He did. he did. And, you know, if you, I think you talked about this actually going into last year when we talked about Devontae, when you talked about Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams is a 44% red zone target guy. Yep. And so, you know, when they were getting down to the red zone, Aaron Aaron Jones ends up with all these red zone touchdowns. Well, what if those red zone touchdowns become passing touchdowns? So that's yeah, just the that's only – that's literally the only argument that I could make for, um, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I'm really only making that argument for – for the wide receiver episode, which we're we'll, we'll obviously <laughs> not going to talk about that t- today, but we'll talk about it. It Might be a little hot takey, just a little bit. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like what I'm hearing, though. You know the, the about Devonte because that that boy's bad. Oh, he's a bad man, yes, but sir.
0: it's not his show. So I don't no. I don't want to ruin it for the people right now. True, true, true. But if you if you see my Twitter timeline, you'll know how I feel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you probably get a little eighty one eighty p game if you want.
0: Oh yeah, let's go some ADP game. Yeah. Let's talk about some quarterbacks that are um you got the ADP pulled up?
1: I do. I do. I have a ADP pulled up, uh, you know, fantasy football calculator. Um, hmm, let's see. How about Ike the GO? Hmm, you you drafting? Are you taking Baker at uh, round I'm nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess two of the guys you don't like. Who would you want? I'd rather take Aaron Rodgers at his draft price in round seven or Baker at round nine, nine,
0: ten. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Really? Still? Yep. Yep. Yeah, just because I know that, I mean,. If I'm picking in the vacuum, you're forcing me to choose one of those two guys. I'm gonna yeah. go with Rodgers because I know that at least those boom games are gonna be like QB one of the week, QB QB two, right? Right. Like we talked about this last year, and you know this is good to not forget, right? Aaron Rodgers was our start of the week, like towards the end of the season, because <laughs> he had like three matchups against yeah, bottom absolutely. eight defenses. <laughs> so he'll still tear up a bad defense.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. He had, I, yeah, he had. I week against the Eagles. He finished QB one or two. He had, I uh, think, five weeks as far as the top uh, five QB. But yeah, inconsistency. You know, I, I don't don't like it a lot. So yeah, you tell me. Got Devontae Parker going in that same area. Yeah, mo- one of the most consistent wide receivers. So I'll take take that too.
0: He also had one of those those top nights the day the the night after I called him said oh, yep. he was that no was, longer was the, a top yep. twelve quarterback. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, we'll not talk about him, and then he'll be the you know where he ends up being the I guess the bus. I, yeah, I so I ju- just bust gotta thing. call him out. That just sucks. I using that word for him. Uh, yeah, because that's your guy, goats, man. man. It's one of the goats. That's your
0: guy. <laughs> um, what about Teddy Bridgewater? He's somebody that's interesting, right? Because he's going like people just pass his name up all the time. Yep. Um, but he's somebody I've come around to more and more as like I, I dig into the numbers and dig into. The projections because you know simply the weapons around him and whatnot what are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater coming into the season
1: I I do like Teddy Bridgewater I remember you know his, his you know full season start with the Vikings he was a you know a very efficient quarterback I think the touchdown numbers won't be that high I think you know he he reminds me of you know similar numbers I feel like you know high 20 touchdowns um mid, mid like mid but his interception number will be down uh kind of like a Minshew year of last year uh you know but but yeah, so I, Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Alex
0: Smith though. Yo, shout out to Alex Smith
1: with the you know with, with the, Andy the recovery sees, from the yeah, from that the,
0: the broken leg injury. Absolutely. Um he's coming back. But yeah, Now nah, Teddy Bridgewater I mean, but that's the thing, right? If Teddy Bridgewater can end up in a like if Kyle if uh the O C Joe Brady, who is with Joe Burrow at LSU is the yep. offensive coordinator for Carolina. If he can put an offense in place, because there's weapons, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Ian Thomas at at tight end. If they can put an offense or an infrastructure around Teddy Bridgewater to make plays, you know, maybe, I mean, QB, like, two quarterback leagues, he makes a ton of sense. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a guy on the field. I just, as far as he doesn't. Me deep off, there's no upside, yeah. No, no there's, upside. no, there's
0: like limited upside. There. He's
1: not like he was a, a rushing guy at all, either. I mean, not at all, but like no. he's not a heavy rushing guy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think there'll be his, his yards per target, will, I think, will still be pretty low because you got McCaffrey out the backfield. Uh, DJ Moore is it, you know, more of a kind of a possession receiver, Curtis Sam is their only deep threat, but. They didn't hit on him last year. Well they had Robbie they added Robbie they Anderson, he was add gonna Robbie. be a deep threat. Yep. Sure. I would
0: like to see Curtis I, I really do think Curtis Samuel I think we see him play a different role. Yep. Um this year. Because Curtis Samuel, if you remember anything about him coming out of Ohio State, and he's he's from the Bronx. Yes, sir. Um but if you remember anything about Curtis Samuel, he was a running back at Ohio oh, State. Oh, yeah.
1: He was all-two player, like, you know, kind of like Harvin
0: he, type. Urban Meyer – exactly. Urban Meyer used him as he, as he used to use Percy Harvin. And so Curtis Samuel was a hybrid player who came into the league as a, you know, a running back converting to wide receiver. Um, and, you know, we talked – we joked about it all the time. Curtis Samuel had more rushing touchdowns or more red zone touchdowns than he had, like, deep ball touchdowns. Yep, absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> which absolutely, was crazy. Yeah.
0: But I think we could see Joe Brady come in here and use Curtis Samuel more as, hey, let me get this guy in space instead of having him run nine routes down the
1: field. Yeah, I well, would like to him being used more. That'd be great. Like, uh, kind of like how Debo Samuel, how Kasha used use Debo Samuel get him in more exactly. space and, you know, routes and stuff like that. I think I like Drew Locke exactly. a lot more, though. So at that same kind of area, his potential. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've got Drew Locke sandwiched between Joe Burrow and Sam Darnold mm-hmm. at QB 24 um I, you know what and I at first I was really really high on San, on uh drew lock in terms of my projections just because of the weapons around him you got cortland Sutton you've got um you know they added Jerry Judy they added KJ Hamler they also they have Noah fan obviously and then you know in the backfield they've got Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay so drew lock's in a really good position it's just I don't know I just when I'm down here in the draft right mm-hmm. like I'm. I'm gonna take Joe. I, I. I first. I don't know why. Maybe it's. Maybe it's because he's my breakout. Maybe it's just because I've seen so much of Joe Burrow in college um, that I just believe. But I just like I go Joe Burrow over Drew Locke for some reason. Maybe I, I it's agree the with wrong that. thing to do. I think. Right. I agree with like.
1: That.
0: Yeah. Um. You know. We gotta remember Drew Lock. I mean, this bank. This this Broncos offense. Um. You know, this Broncos team's led by Vic Fangio, defensive minded head coach. We know that those guys, like Mike Zip, like Mike Zimmer. Um, like Rex Ryan in the past, like those guys, they kind of suppress their quarterbacks because they want to play a ball, a ball control kind of offense mm-hmm. that that complements their defense. Um, but obviously, Pat Shermer comes in here as the OC, uh, former Giants head coach, who uh, historically is pretty good with young quarterbacks. Um, if you look at what he was able to do uh, with with uh, Teddy Bridgewater back in back in Minnesota. What he was able to do with Sam Bradford back in um, St. Louis, well, the LA when the LA Rams were in St. Louis, um, you know, he 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 does do well with young quarterbacks. So maybe there's a way there. Uh, and Drew Locke does provide something with the rushing, not as much as other guys like Gardner Minshew or maybe what I'm projecting for a guy like Joe Burrow. But he's it's it's still there, I guess. I just for some reason I'd rather I'd rather wait and see on Drew Lock than just pick him up and assume that he'll be the guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. Honestly, yeah. I, that was late last three rounds where you're taking the defense of the kicker. Yeah, I'm only really looking at Cam and Joe Burrow. Honestly, those are my two highlighted names.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, like when I get to late late into a draft, uh, Cam Newton is just he's yeah. it just Screaming. makes too much sense. Screaming man. at he's you. Just, it's just like because again if if you get Cam that late and he's the Cam that we know like that's great value oh yeah
1: so that's that's league winner value right there because you're that those players that you took all those other players before him and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's gonna all come back and if he sucks, I'm just gonna drop him. Oh yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> like, him in the 15th, 14th round. Like what? What's up? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like I'm gonna just drop him. Yeah. Like, say less. <laughs> yep. Just, like, no. So, I'm, I'm I take Cam every time. Uh, you know, what about your guy Jimmy G, man?
1: Oh man, my, my deep seeper of last year, Jimmy G. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, so he had some good weeks last year, actually. Uh, especially mm-hmm. after the bye week, um, he was balling out uh when they had to throw it more they had you know injuries in the backfield uh so different running backs were coming in and out but once he's if he's forced to throw and get those attempts i think good things will come i think it's a number of a matter of will those attempts and will those you know deep ball attempts as far as you know, be there as in, the, in in that offense that is a very run first heavy offense and even their receivers they use out the backfield mostly so uh his yards per target were down like were down or low. It's just a matter of those metrics going up. I, I don't really see how that will jump up significantly for him to be like a huge threat.
0: The only thing that I think the only argument I can make for a guy like Jimmy G is the Niners were like extremely dominant as a football team last year. Right. Like almost too dominant, which led to them running the ball at extremely high rate, which while Kyle Shanahan does want to run the ball, Kyle Shanahan also wants to do what what wins games right we remember his tw- his uh, Matt Ryan's MVP season was under Kyle Shanahan right um where he where you know where he uh threw for 40 touchdown passes or whatever it was and went on to the Super Bowl so um i think if this team finds themselves in game script where they have to throw like you were saying before where they're in these shootouts um then then maybe Jimmy G there's some upside there but He's going. He's going pretty late, right? I don't have yeah. the ADP. In yeah, front he's of me. going.
1: He's uh, he has QB twenty-five, uh, round 14,
0: 14.07. Yeah, I mean, and his upside is is. I mean,
1: yeah, he's basically he's got last top QB fourteen being taken. upside. Yeah,
0: and you know, like I think I've got him at QB twenty, so I'm not much higher where than where he's going. But right. um, I think that there's some upside there when you consider the you know the the. The games that the 49ers could potentially be playing. True. They'll be you a know. winning team. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, their whole division, you look at their whole division could put up thirty points.
1: Yep.
0: Right? Like between between Seattle, the Rams and the Cardinals, that they, they, they're they're not gonna just be able to up, oh, let's just run the ball. Yeah. Yep. Right? You know, like so I, I think there's some there's some upside there, especially in two quarterback leagues with Jimmy G. Um Yeah. You know, what about, okay, I just want to talk about him because if we don't talk about him and he goes out to have this great season, um, we can say we talked about him. No, not really. But Dwayne Haskins, man, this oh, guy's man. getting no respect right now. He like isn't. zero, he really, he really zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I guess if and he, you know, we're, we're a Terry McLaurin fan club over here, so I feel uh-huh. like that, that has to bode well for him. If, you know, if we he think he's going to be a dominant receiver – Uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins, uh, he's, he's, you know, didn't have a lot of games last year, you know, he's in and out. Uh, I think with more reps, he should get better. Honestly, definitely.
0: Yeah. I mean, and and Warren Sharp wrote about this in his, in his football preview, which you should totally get the Warren Sharp 2020 football preview. If you care about football or fantasy, or you just want to learn about the game, um, from an analytics point of view, but you talked about Dwayne Haskins, how, you know, he was thrown into a terrible situation. Terrible. Uh, John Gruden, Jay Gruden, rather, talked about how uh, Dwayne Haskins wasn't ready, um, but then makes him the backup quarterback, throws him into a game without many practice reps at all, and is just like, here, kid, go go play football, (laughs) you know? And so Dwayne Haskins was thrown into that terrible situation. Um, I think you know, he, he, he played without Trent Williams last year. So them trading Trent Williams doesn't, doesn't affect, shouldn't have made, you know, have that much of an impact on his play. But, um, you know, this is a kid that some viewed, not me, uh, but some viewed him as the top quarterback in, in last year's class. He ended up going third, uh, not third overall as the third quarterback behind both Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. Um, and Washington, uh, you know, they took they took him at fifth with the fifteenth pick. They think he's talented. Uh, some people. Uh, what's his? Urban Meyer, the head coach for, or the former head coach for Ohio State when Dwayne Haskins was there, said that Dwayne Haskins um, is the most talented passer that he's ever been around.
1: Wow! That's
0: like, a, and he was a with up. he was with Joe Burrow. He's he was with um, escapes me who else he was with. But Dwayne Haskins was. Was one of the you know the, the best the most talented throwers of football that he's been around. And if you watch Dwayne Haskins, he could spin it. Yeah, he could spin it. The dude threw fifty touchdown passes his last year at Ohio State. Um, you know he's not he's not that mobile. I mean he's he can move. He's almost like Jameis Winston, like sneaky mobile. Um, but. You know, I think there's some upside here, especially if you're playing in a two quarterback league. This guy literally he goes like he is dead oh, yeah. last. Like yeah. even if, if you even if you do a <laughs> dynasty startup league, this guy is going like last last. Like bro, I'm telling you the diff- and you know me, man. Like I, I like if you ever hear me guys, like I'll say I'm not in on a player, I'm not in on a player, but there's a price point where I'm in on a player. <laughs> there's a yeah. price point where I have yeah. to say, "Oh, okay. I guess that's appealing." You know? Or a league format where I gotta say, hey, you know what, that's appealing, and Dwayne Haskins at the, you know, at the end of a two quarterback draft, it's like, that's like drafting Antonio Gibson in a one quarterback league, the running back, because you're like, oh well, you know, if he pans out, he pans out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's very similar to drafting Dwayne Haskins at the end of a the end of a draft in a in a two quarterback league.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I'm probably not. You know, I think he's going to be. Uh, a name popping up in some waiver weeks. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we at least brought him up. I'm not probably going to go for him, especially not, not even probably in the two-quarterback league. But, yeah, I think I could see him uh, being definitely being on our waiver week, you know, as far as streams of the week as when we're talking about this year, especially in DFS. His price is going to be not even respected. it would probably be <laughs> the lowest price every week for a quarterback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had that matchup against the Giants last year. The Giants were... secondary that was easy to pick on last year and and I think he that week 16 or week 15 game against the Giants he came out and balled um so you know he he did well in, in in matchups last year so we'll see they also got Scott Turner who was the OC with um the the Panthers at the end of their season last year and the Panthers really liked what he was doing from a creativity standpoint. So shout out, shout out to Steven um, Sims
1: too. You already know. Uh-huh. Sleeper. Oh yeah,
0: Steven Sims and my guy AGG, Antonio gandy Golden. You know, you know, I gotta talk about my guy. A G G. Um, you know, and then you know, Darius Geis looks like he's healthy ish. Right? So, I mean yeah. at least that's yeah. what the videos the videos on Twitter say. For so, the new Washington um,
1: Washington team, whatever. Yep. The Washington the Washington, <laughs> no, Washington football, team. football team. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> oh man well guys if a team is gonna say hey we're looking to change our name then just make sure you trademark all the possibilities <laughs> yep and then we'll, they'll just end up as team
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: insert yeah. city team <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um all right anything else on the quarterback show all right how about one got one more guy jared goff uh you, talk, you touching him
1: uh, uh. <laughs> it's crazy with well, the year big ben had the insane good year Jared goff also had a, a very good year as far as you know high scoring games um i just <laughs> the, i i think he has some intriguing two quarterback league i think i would take you know take him as my my qb two. i think i'll i could i could roll with that
0: i have a me and Jared goff have a very very special relationship I drafted him as my second quarterback in my two quarterback league last year. Mm-hmm. The floor on Jared Goff is like non-existent, and the ceiling is <laughs> yeah. like the, the ceiling is the
1: roof. Yeah, was, <laughs> so the range of outcomes like, is probably the, the highest amongst for his for quarterback honestly.
0: And I just can't inv- like Jared Goff is fine again. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I think he's fine. He'll win you some weeks. I just don't want to have to count on him every week.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. I just something he's I like, don't want to really do good matchup. Like he's the third quarterback uh, on that, yeah. in that team. It's like, like, oh, you're like, oh, they play Arizona this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: that's,
1: how, that's how you want to value drag off.
0: Yeah, man. Cause I just, I just can't do that to myself because if he literally, if his left tackle has a bad day or his, his right guard has a bad day, your whole lineup goes to crap. Oh
1: yeah. When it's ugly, just it's poop. ugly. Oh <laughs> man. It's bad. Yo, it's so bad. Did not he have a negative? Remember point that out Bears point?
0: game from a few Did years he, ago? I
1: think he had a negative outpoint game last year or close. Yeah, year.
0: no, yeah. he he had a negative. He had a negative game this year. He had a negative game <laughs> nah.
1: the year before too. I oh like man. I can't do it. Right. I, just I can't, can't do it. I'm not touching <laughs> <that> anymore. <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: like I, like, again, there's always a price point, but I just like I'm like I'm not picking. I'm not picking Jared Goff over Daniel Jones. I'm not picking Jared Goff even over 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 Jimmy G. Like he's like, gone. I, just, he's, like yeah, he's, I can't.
1: It's going over Cam right now. Like, let's just start. Nah. Like, that, nah yeah, that's nah, that's all nah, we have nah, to say. Nah, nah. That's all you got to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. End the show. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Nah. But do you have anything else? Anything?
1: Uh. Nah. I, this is... Nah, I love this episode. I love that we got to hit on everybody. Um. Who we like, who we don't like. And yeah, I got it all written down. So, you know, I'm going to be keeping track every week. Oh, yeah. I mean, look.
0: We might as well tell them. I posted it on... Well, I'm going to post it on Twitter when we post this episode, but last year we gave you uh, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray as the breakouts. Mm-hmm. We gave you Josh Allen as a sleeper. We gave you Baker Mayfield as a bus. This, guys, just come back to us. Come on, man. Just There's no reason come to on, leave. man. <laughs> there's no reason to leave. So hopefully we gave you guys some gems this year. Um, some guys that are going to help you win your leagues. Uh, some guys that to help provide some value for you, but you definitely want to come back next week because we talk about the running backs, man.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's the running back. The running back show, so, so like, deep, so deep this year, so
0: deep. Oh man, so gotta love that. You gotta make sure you catch that. We're gonna run through every segment that we ran through today. We're gonna run through that with the quarterbacks next Monday. So make sure you catch that. Um, and you know, just want to say thank you for all the new listeners that we have. Thank you for all the support that we've been. Getting just on here and through social media and yep, stuff, yep, absolutely. And so, um, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy the content and you guys keep coming back. Um, but you know, if you really do like the show, make sure you just go ahead and give us a review, give us a follow, uh, give us a, you know five star review, one star review. Just be honest with us; we can take it. Um, you know, writing a review really helps as well. So, um, and also, like, if you have questions, again, you can DM us on t- on Twitter our Instagram yep, um, at FF diagnostics. Um, you know, we're, we, oh, we're always willing to talk. I know I'm always, I'm on Twitter all the time. So, and I, I'll just jump into conversations if people need advice. So I'm, I'm really open that way. So if, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, Greg is at, we underscore made it on Instagram. I'm at Jr football nerd on both platforms, Twitter and Instagram. So, you know, make sure you, you come, you come talk to us out there. Um, but yeah, Greg, anything else you got for the for the people?
1: Nah, man. This is exciting. This was fun. I can't wait for next week. Yes, sir. All right, y'all.
0: Well, thank you very much. And as always, we are out. Yeah.